guys welcome back uh we are going to continue our uh interesting the wild world of relationship boundaries um we're gonna just continue on the, what we talked about last week i thought of a fun little game okay. i'm gonna i'm gonna come up with three scenarios and you're gonna say what exactly is crossing any boundaries and how you would react in the okay. situation and i'm saying you as very loosely as a as a woman okay who has had many relationships and some experience to back you up all right, ready? Your boyfriend. I wouldn't say many relationships. <laughs> so many. So many. Gosh, like you are three. like a train station. Anyway. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so, your boyfriend is invited to a retreat by his boss. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know. It depends on what you think about it. But the boss is very attractive. And this retreat is uh, to a camp getaway for about a week this is a company policy a camp getaway like a, a camp it's like a retreat it's like how, how sometimes companies have retreats for their employers like they're all camping and they're all camping they're it's like they're uh working to like leadership and like different things the, these things happen you're looking at me like this never happened i've seen retreats as in like retreats to marietta hot springs in like a big old facility but not like working like co-workers yeah like working professionals in tents i've never heard of that yes it happens that's a thing that's a thing okay yeah so Go how ahead. so how would you feel about that is there any context here does does he have like history with this person no, or no context i don't you don't give the you don't get the benefit of any context well the, then i can't give you an answer because all the every decision depends on context <laughs> okay uh, if she's like after him I'd be like, no, probably not. That's not really cool. No, no, she's not. If I'd been dating, that's for too years, easy. That's too easy. She's not after him, but she's not. She's she's single. She's just single. And she's single. She's hot, and she's inviting him to a retreat with a bunch of coworkers. This is well. This is a coworker thing. So everyone at work is going. Yeah, I don't care. That's fine. That's fine. Yes. Okay. All right. See, there you go. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Um, now instead of camping, this was like, um, like one day company wide sexcapade. No, one day company wide, like spa day. As in men and women go to their respective bathrooms and have mud spas in their respective bathrooms. No, no, this is more co-ed than that. Okay. So co-ed means nobody's nude, right? Uh, you don't know. Okay, well, then I would say, I don't know if I'm okay with that. Okay. If they're not nude. I mean, all you know is that it's a Korean spa, and sometimes they do get nude, sometimes they don't. Depends on what the package that you buy. If they're getting, if they're all getting nude, I'd say absolutely not. No. Well, I'd honestly, I'd be pissed if he even asked. Yeah. I'd be like, why the f*** are you asking me about this? <laughs> are you dumb? But so you're not, you're not comfortable with your boyfriend being nude around other people? No. No? And I'm not comfortable with my boyfriend being around other new people. <laughs> so, like, let's say you're in the south of France and you have, you had, like, there's, like, a nude beach at your resort. You had no idea, but it's France. There's weird stuff happening all I the mean, time. I mean, that's a little different. We're expecting it. Yeah. Okay. But somebody... But you wouldn't leave them most, alone. Most relationships come from the workplace. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's why I mentioned That's where it. you meet like most people that you end up marrying or whatever mm-hmm. is your workplace. So, yeah, somebody strangers in the middle of France across the other, you know, the other side of the planet. I don't really care if he sees their but like coworkers like going to a day spa with your hot female boss and being naked in a spa together that you're going to see all the time for the rest of your life isn't really okay with me. Okay. Okay. Scenario number two. <laughs> that was scenario number two. No, that was scenario number one. No, scenario number one was camping retreat. Scenario number two was day no, spa. No, no, no. I changed it to a day spa, but it was still the... Oh, the, that was still the one. Still okay, the, yeah. hold on. I need a piece of nicotine gum for this. <laughs> You're starting that nervous? Oh, my gosh. Well, as Erica is getting her nicotine gum, let's just have a round of applause for uh, me, the editor, because I have quite the job to do editing all these swears out editing all these uh stories and i don't even know to be honest if uh, a lot of this is gonna make it in but hopefully this will be the second of two podcasts dealing with relationship boundaries and erica is increasingly getting nervous by my questions (laughs) Uh, which is hilarious to me but uh we are getting through this we are still on the patio uh, sitting outside, the sun, it's about four o'clock in the afternoon. The sun is kind of growing into that orange glow. Um, the annoying bird finally left. Jeez, that was weird. Yeah, the little finch, yellow-breasted finch finally left. Um, I'm looking down at the garden right now. And a very peaceful day. Everything's growing in the sun. It's just waiting for Erica and her nicotine gum. Holy cow. Okay, I will make it very quick, I promise. All right, scenario number two. Yes. You and your boyfriend live at a complex like this. This is my current boyfriend or a theoretical boyfriend? Theoretical boyfriend. Okay, so this is just like vague questions. Vague questions. Okay, all right, go ahead. You and your theoretical boyfriend uh, are living in an apartment complex. Yes. When a couple months go by, and guess who moves in? But his ex. His ex, her, his ex has a boyfriend though, so that that's kind of a thing. So you're not you're not worried at first, but then after about a month, she breaks up. He works from home. How do you feel? Not good. Not good. Not good. What about that? Don't you feel good about? Okay. He, I think if I was really secure in my theoretical boyfriend, that I would be okay with it mm-hmm. but i feel like you you'd have to have like a really rock solid relationship and that's hard to get to i think for anybody in that kind of a situation like that's a really weird situation but i guess if i was like really solid on actually it's me, not that weird this is uh, basically a very um overarching ex- um kind of example of when an old flame comes back into your man's life and that happens all the time and sometimes it doesn't end well. No, it doesn't. So it's one of those things. I don't know. I feel like life is so questionable sometimes. Like, is it? See, this is something where, like I told you, I'm not a relationship expert. Is it something where, you know, if he does cheat on you with her or whatever, he does break up with you because he realizes he still loves her or something? Is it better for you in the end because you found out who he really was and that's it should have been fine like you should have been able to trust him at home but since you couldn't 
you're better off for it? Mm-hmm. Or is it one of those things where you're not better off for it, but everyone's human and anyone in that vicinity of their ex would do that? I guess not. No, you wouldn't. No, no. That's not it. No. Yeah. Okay. See, I don't know anything. <laughs> At what point can you expect someone to like not give in to temptation if you keep like putting it in their face? That's hard. It's hard because I feel like everyone's human. Okay. I don't know the answer to that. Interesting. I feel like I wouldn't really be okay with it, though. I wouldn't. Do you feel think that's just the nature of exes in general? Like, if you, if you, like, if any ex came back into this into life, that there is a greater chance that you will be cheated on. I feel like the answer should be no. I feel like it shouldn't matter how close or far away they are. Mm-hmm. You should know. You should have the security and know that that person isn't gonna leave you yeah i think honestly i think that's my answer one thing that i've been learning through therapy is that um i'm right more often than i think i am Mm. she actually says that a lot she's like erica you're actually seeing things very clearly you just need the confidence in yourself that you understand healthy boundaries in life and you're not the problem here Mm. these like sometimes i am but there's a lot of times when we're talking about things and she's like no you're being reasonable. You're seeing things clearly. You just need to believe in yourself, in your own boundaries, believe in your own, like believe in yourself and your own thoughts on things and know that you're valid in what you think. So on this one, I'm going to actually stand firm and say that, yes, I wouldn't feel comfortable living there for very long. I think that it would be best to move away, but I do think that I should be able to trust that my man will not do anything with his ex, no matter how close or far away she is. Because when you love somebody, your loyalty just lies with them. It Mm. just does. Okay. Okay. Scenario number three. Now, this puts you in a spectator kind of example, right? So you see one of your friends who is happily married. He gets a little drunk. And he starts talking it up with this other girl, right? Uh, coworker. So they're all, they all know each other. They're all friends. Do you become the party pooper and kind of step in and say something? Because, you know, he might do something dumb and you want to save your friend's kind of relationship. Or do you just kind of let it go? Because honestly, like if something happens, uh, maybe it's meant to. Because, like, who are you to be the guardian of another person's relationship? You might actually hurt things down the line. But that's pretty heavy-handy. Handed. You have no idea what's going to... Heavy-handy. That's pretty heavy-handy. This uh, podcast is brought to you by... No, it's not. Handy-maids. (laughs) Handy-maids. If you need something... Not to be confused with (laughs) handsy-maids. What would you do? So, it is one of those things where... I like it's there are certain things in life where I'm going to be honest. I don't I don't intervene because it's not my place and I don't want to ruin somebody's situation when it's not necessarily my place and I don't have that level of friendship with them. But if this was one of like one of my if I saw one of my good friends doing this guy or girl guy. Okay. If I saw one of my like my good guy friends doing this. 
I would probably pull him aside and try to privately tell him, hey, like, just want to let you know as your friend, I can see that you're drunk and you're getting a little flirty with this person. I don't think that you mean to do anything, but I just want you to be aware of it because if you if you do make a mistake in your drunk state, which is very different than a sober state, yeah, all the other scenarios we're talking about being sober, but if you're in a drunk state, you can really fuck up your relationship and absolutely have not had any intention of doing that. So I think, I don't know, but I think that anytime any kind of substance is involved, things get really gray really fast. So I think that as, as his friend, I would say, hey, time to cool down on the flirting with your coworker because you might, if I can help you as your friend prevent something from happening that might damage your relationship, then I'm going to because it's a lot less damaging for you guys to deal with this now before something happens and realize, okay, I, I was starting to get close to a line that I don't, I don't ever want to cross. Mm. And so let's work on, we need to work on how to make sure I never get near that line again. It's a lot harder on both of those people to do damage control after, like, something is already That's happened. very thought out and very psych- psychologist of you. What if he just simply says, Eric, it's fine. She's just a coworker. We do this all the time. And then he goes back to doing his thing. Is his wife around or girlfriend? No, it's a work party that he invited you to. Okay. Well, I'm not in control of his life, so... I would probably let him do his thing. So you would try once and then... I'd probably try once and then if he just blows me off, I'd be like... Now, does okay, gender buddy, play? You, you asked if it was a guy or girl. Does gender play? Like if it was a, you're one of your girlfriends and she was doing the same thing, would you do things differently? Yes. I don't know why, but I think so. I think if it was one of my girlfriends, I'd probably start taking control of the situation a little bit. I'd probably like call her an Uber take her with me like that's interesting i'd i'd like make up some and like say oh my god like i need your help right now like my apartment is flooding like i would probably start going to new levels of crazy protectiveness just to help her out because i know that she's drunk and i i view girls as more of like a sister and it's like okay i'm gonna help you out this time but after you're sober we're gonna figure out how to make sure this never happens again do you think it's because you identify with them and you kind of project your own drunken mistakes as like being help, like helpless uh, decisions? Like you can't help, you can't help, but do stupid things. And as a girl, you might be more inclined to follow a masculine direction and take, be taken advantage of. Is that why? Um, I think that. I think that any any time that anybody is like drunk, like gone. Drunk. I mean, I don't think this in this scenario. No one's gone. Everyone can still talk, okay. and everyone can reason. Like the yeah, guy, well, the guy then was saying, her decisions are still up to her, you know. But as her friend, but there are I think that's slurring one of the- and like people are drinking more. Like the, the, we're at the we're in the middle here of the party. Yeah, I just think, I don't know, I think it would be good as a friend to do that. I don't really necessarily think I'm coming from, like, my own experiences or actions. It's more just, like, I think that that's what, a, a, I think that's one of the benefits of a girl pal, is, like, you, you help your other sisters out, you know, if they're in a situation that you feel like might not be going the best direction, just take some fucking initiative and try to help them out. Hmm. 
And I think, to be truthful, I think that it's nice to have a girlfriend that would also do the same for me. Not that I'm so afraid of what I would do in a drunken state, but just that it's just, it's better to have someone there who knows better than you than it is not to have that. I'm going to go into lightning round right now. Okay. So you're going to have to answer without thinking. Okay. And then 10 seconds, and that's it. You okay. only You only get 10 seconds to answer. Okay. So... Sorry, I know those were all really long-winded. And the first lightning question is, which gender, out of all the genders in the spectrum, <laughs> do you think um, will cross boundaries more? Guys. Why? Because they're just more visual and sexually driven. Okay. Um, lightning uh, question number two. Do you think alcohol, as it changes our brains and our thought patterns... Uh, do you think it aligns with our moral compass or do you think it detracts from our moral compass? Detracts. Detracts. So if we were a good person, alcohol would make you not make you a bad person, but you definitely wouldn't stick with your good moral compass if you were drunk. You think so? I think so. Yeah. What, where do you think we would, like, what do we point to then? Like, what drives us? I think, what I think it is, is I think that the flaws, whatever flaws you have in your character become over-exaggerated. Okay. So I think that you might have really good morals and characteristics, and those can sometimes be emphasized with alcohol, and sometimes your flaws can be emphasized with alcohol. I see. So I feel like it, it can do, I think it can do both. Like, for example, people tip really generously when they're drinking. Mm -hmm. So generosity might come out more. Or, or like for me, if I see zero. a girl, or if you're, yeah, or if you're an asshole, you might tip nothing because you're so drunk that you just don't even remember to tip the normal 10% tip that you give. Mm. You just don't do anything because you're like, ah, this bartender she told me i need to cool down on my drinks yeah you know so it just brings out your flaws or if you're a really generous person you might be like oh my god my bartender is just dealing with all of our bullshit right now look how nice she is let's tip her 30 40 percent so also like i noticed for me like when a girl's crying at a bar and i'm drunk i'll like automatically go up and be like holding her and i'm like oh my god it's okay like he's an I don't even know if it's a guy she's crying over. I'm just <laughs> like, it's okay. You're too pretty for this, you know? So my attributes of like being compassionate come out. Um, and then, but yeah, I mean, also like you, like if you're naturally a friendly person that could also come out in the wrong way, you could maybe become too flirty. Mm. Not that you're necessarily going to do anything, but maybe you get flirtier. So I think it could go either way. Is being drunk ever an excuse to cross boundaries? It's not an excuse. Nicotine gum is really it's okay. hard on the throat. It's all right. You're nervous. Um, no, I'm not. This podcast is brought to you by Nicotine Chewing Gum. No, it's not. Um, okay, what was the question? <laughs> um, so if you had a rhinoceros and an elephant in, a, in the same room. Rhinoceros. Okay. Every time. Uh, and then the second question was, wait, what? And the second question was, if uh, does drunkenness ever excuse crossing boundaries? No, I don't think it excuses it. I think it just, it becomes an influence of how it happened. It's a, it's just, it's just like a reasoning. Mm -hmm. 
it doesn't it doesn't justify it, but it it's like a I don't know. I guess kind of like in court, like there's third degree murder where you just murder somebody in cold blood, but then there's like manslaughter where it's like, okay, you killed somebody, but it was an accident. Okay. You were still negligent and you still shouldn't have done it, but it's at least there's, you know, some logic to how you got there. I guess for like a drunken boundary crossing, it's like, it's not okay, but at least there's some explanation of how you got there. But it's still uh, breakup worthy. Hmm. Uh, final lightning question. Coca-Cola or Pepsi? Coke. Coke? Why? Just tastes better. Tastes and better. Pepsi has more sugar. It does. Now, what about you? Pepsi or Coke? I used to drink Pepsi all the time uh, for some reason. It's like a high, it was a high school thing. I think Pepsi sponsored us and everyone was like, Pepsi, yeah. But then uh, I actually like Coke better. Actually, my favorite is Dr. Pepper. Okay. Yeah. I'll go with Dr. Pepper every time. And Dr. Pepper has less sugar than both of those. So I'm going to end the podcast. Okay. Because I do not want to edit this. Okay. Uh, uh, I think we talked a lot, as much as we could, about this one particular topic. And uh, Yes, that was a heavy discussion yeah you sorry I'm about so that sorry, no everyone, worries for how intense that was it's uh you know we don't usually talk about very deep and complex topics uh without a lot of humor but you know what i think erica wanted to talk about it uh with these last two podcasts so i'm glad we we uh we talked about it yeah i mean sometimes i kind of wish that i had someone to give me advice on stuff so that i didn't have to go through all the freaking labor of figuring it out myself mm. so who knows maybe we helped like one person figure some nice. out that one person from from arkansas i think yeah <laughs> we're talking to you arkansas no we're not he doesn't know what he's talking about i don't know you could be a you could be a nice person like, oh, i didn't do anything to this podcast what the heck's wrong with these people but anyway guys thank you so much for joining in thank you everyone thank for you listening. so all the time thank you and if you want to help us out uh these podcasts are actually uh not free we, we do pay something to have them hosted and broadcast to uh, every site that kind of hosts podcasts apple podcasts and spotify and all that jazz Pan pandora so if you want to kind of help us out we're over at patreon.com slash yeah whatever um, we start off at three dollars. Thank you so much. If you want to do that, that would be most appreciative. And we are also on social media. Uh, Erica, what are your social deets? My Instagram is singing soldier one word two R's at the end. Okay. So you can uh, find me on there. I'm going to be posting more clips of singing as well as some clips from these podcasts. Nice. So you can actually see the visuals of what they look like sometimes. Oh, that's, that'd be cool. Yep. And you can find me over at Josh Dang It on uh, YouTube. I'm also on Instagram as well. But I'm thinking about changing my name, so I'm not going to say my name. Uh, it used to be uh, Louisiana Romes, but I might just change it to Josh Dang It so everything's Josh Dang It. I don't know. I think that's smart. Uh, I'm not in love with the old name, but I don't know. What do you think about personal branding? <laughs> it's so weird kind of uh, thinking about all this. But anyway, thank you, guys. Uh, we went way over. Uh, hope to see you next week on Yeah Whatever. Yep. See you guys next week. Perfect. <laughs>